All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are continuing um, our series about our relationship, our pregnancy, and everything in between. But before we get started... If you haven't yet, uh, we would be honored if you subscribed to the show and gave it a rating. Um, it's been fun to hear your feedback. And a lot of you like our alternating schedule of interviews to just Sean and Andrew. So we're going to keep that up for the time being. And uh, we have a fun little run of show today. We're going to be talking about how pregnancy changes <laughs> your relationship. Yeah. We left off talking about kind of our journey to getting pregnant and us finding out we are pregnant with our daughter, Drew. Um, we did not know that she was Drew. <laughs> we didn't know if she was a girl or boy. It was a surprise. But uh, we thought we'd talk about our the dynamic our, of our relationship because a lot of things change when you become pregnant. And it takes like an adjustment period to get used to it. It takes about nine months. And yeah. then we'll have to talk about what happens after that because that's a whole different journey. Yeah. Um, but when you find out you're pregnant, it immediately shows you just how life changes between a husband and a wife. Yeah. I feel like the dynamic is already different when you're engaged and you're dating because girls feel different things. Guys feel different things. We have different worries and fears and thoughts and whatever. But when a kid becomes involved, now you're dealing with one partner is carrying you know, or in our, in our circumstance, I was carrying the child. 
you were on the other side. Which I we, opted not to. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but it just, it automatically splits your relationship um, and your dynamic as parents and makes, um, not for some tension, but just more things that be, easily become misunderstood. So it's obviously a time of huge growth, sorry, of huge change and thus an opportunity for growth. Let me start by saying I view the definition of love as your willingness to sacrifice. And so I think when huge sacrifice being a good thing and not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Not like, not like giving up what you were called yeah. to do as a human, but like just putting Selfless yourself less behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think leads to long-term positive growth. Yeah. Anyway, um, when there's huge changes, I think that that is an opportunity for, growing in love mm -hmm. or um, decreasing in love, right? Because there's now you're pregnant, you have constraints, whether that's not drinking wine or you can't work out as much or you're uncomfortable. And that can either separate us because I'm not serving you or it can uh, bring us closer together because it's like, wow, this is an opportunity for me. Are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week? I know I am then you need to check out Posh Peanut. I love this brand. Their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo. So they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton. They have different designs you can pick from like Barbie, Flowers, Disney, and Hot Wheels. So we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses. Oh yes, she loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids clothes i also love that their clothes are chemical free which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin which is something we've been paying attention to for bear posh peanut is made for infants and kids but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match let's be honest every family has done a matching moment and if you're not a parent consider this a perfect gift idea for real you guys we love this brand and they're loved by over a million parents check them out Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EASTFAM. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASTFAM and use promo code EASTFAM for 20% off your first order. Sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Couple of things. So to give a little bit of a summary with our journey and our relationship, um, when we went through the miscarriage, we've talked about how that put a huge, huge tension on our relationship. We were the most separated and you know, not unified after that because of emotion and heartbreak and just trying to like sort through that. We got through that. We came back together. We got pregnant. And then it's truly after we got pregnant that we felt that tension and separation kind of creep back in. Um, because I feel like up until that moment, you know, as a couple, we had figured out how to communicate and talk in our own languages to each other about everything. Well, pregnancy is a whole new thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why the miscarriage really put tension between us is we didn't know how to communicate through it. Well, when I became pregnant, we became pregnant. However you want to say that. Became pregnant. Yes, became <laughs> pregnant. Um, it threw uh, another aspect, a new like aspect into our relationship that we had never dealt with before to this extent. And we didn't know how to communicate. So for me... I was feeling different things. I had hormonal changes. I preach was all wow. <laughs> I was already thinking so far ahead. So everything that I did on a daily basis, what I ate, 
what I drank, how much I slept, how I exercised was all for this future child that we didn't really have yet. Like we didn't have Drew in the flesh, you know, in this world. But that was so hard for you to understand because you didn't feel that. And rightfully so. Yeah. And I do think it's worth saying that if you're pregnant um, or thinking about it and there's tension already, that's normal. Don't yes, get discouraged by that. Absolutely. I think switching your mentality from, oh my gosh, this is so discouraging because we can't get along ever to, you know what, we can't get along. How can we work to get along? And yeah. like using it again as like a reason for growth, but it's okay if you're frustrated and, and there's tension, but I, can I interject? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would equate it to, you know, when you first start dating and you're in this honeymoon phase and everything's great. And then you start to get into your relationship and you start arguing about things, whether, and it can be a big argument or not, but you start seeing your differences and you, oh, nitpick that you didn't do the laundry today or whatever it is. It's the same thing with pregnancy. It's new and mm -hmm. it's a new, I don't want to say roadblock or hurdle, but it's a new thing and dynamic within your relationship that you have to communicate through. The other thing I think helped that helped me when someone told me this, um, just to help shape my perspective was hearing that the moment the mom finds out she's pregnant or the soon to be mom, she is in mom mode. Like immediately yes. everything switches. Whereas for the male, the father, uh, it, it's not really until they physically see the baby that they're like fully come to the realization that they're a parent. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So just acknowledging the differences in the whole process I think it's really important. Um, I, this, I, I just, I also love how like nobody's ready to be a parent at the no, very beginning, no. but there is a nine month onboarding process. Yeah. I just feel like that's a, something that God made happen where it's like, that's actually, you know, the first three months I was like, oh my gosh, not ready to do this. And mm -hmm. then the second three months I was like, oh, okay. I could maybe happen. And then the last three months I was like freaking pumped. Let's go. Well, and well, good. I'm glad it took you nine <laughs> months to get there. Um, to like dive deeper into some of those topics that we had a hard time kind of like getting to or getting through um, was exactly what you just said. So the second I got pregnant, I was a mom. I was excited. I was thinking about names. I was designing the nursery. I was buying baby products. I was like, we had a child. Mm -hmm. Because rightfully so, you're not like, you don't feel that soul change right away i got so change is that a song? Mm, no i just made it up. okay <laughs> um we would get in little like riffs tiffs tiffs is it riffs this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. sean and i have been open about our journey with marriage counseling and it's been really helpful for us we all carry around different stressors both big and small and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship i agree and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down we've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling which is hard to do when you're busy with kids BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Or is it TIFFS? 
Whatever. I think both work. I we think would get we in little I think arguments we understand what you're saying. because I felt like I wasn't being understood and I didn't feel like I had my teammate there. Mm. So for me being the mom, I'd be like, oh, we have to think of a name. We have to think of boys names. And then Andrew would be like, we're not there yet. Like, we don't need to think of a name yet, which makes no, sense. But that happened with every, that happened with names, yes. with nursery, with buying things. I was like, girl, we got six months still and you want a car seat already? Like, we don't need to be spending. And I First remember, of all, those things are expensive. Yes. Go ahead. And I remember being so hurt by that. But now looking back, because your partner isn't going through those physical changes, their physical change doesn't come until they're holding the baby. Like that's just how it works. Mm -hmm. And so I was in a sense, nine months ahead of you, but with every month that went by, you would get a little bit more excited, get a little bit more like, Oh, it's getting closer. And I'd be like, yeah, no, like it's happening. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to the hospital tomorrow. We should maybe paint the nursery type thing. But I remember that being a big point of contention for us because you thought I was being, I was jumping the gun when my life had already changed and yours was slowly getting there. We broke it. We broke this whole uh, difference mm -hmm. in relationship when you find out you're pregnant into five kind of different categories. Things change physically. Things yes. change emotionally. Things change financially. Things change socially. And then things change within your family as yeah. well. So it's taken us a long time to kind of jump into those five. Yeah. We've already kind of prefaced the emotional um, emotional side of things with how men and women come to the realization of parents. Um, but to expand upon that, mm -hmm. do you feel like part of your emotional uh, progression or change was an increase in clinginess or not? No, that was a. <laughs> that was a weird way of saying. Based off. <laughs> yes, I became very clingy when I was did pregnant. I, did, <laughs> okay. I will admit that. Okay. I became clingy, clingy because I was emotional and I was hormonal and I just wanted comforted. I I saw. I feared when we have talked about this. I feared with pregnancy and with having a baby that I was going to lose you. And that sounds weird to say, but like my husband is my number one person in my life. And I feared in having another, another person join our family that shared your heart. I felt like I was going to lose my husband. And so I almost became more clingy because I was like, I need to cherish these moments every waking second of the day, because by the time the baby comes, I won't have that anymore. Mm. That was a true fear of mine. I, d I feel like, I don't know about you, but there's certain things that have that effect of like where you think that it's going to be the end all yeah. of, of your reality as you know it. Like when my brother, who's my best friend, got married, I was like, dang, I just like lost my brother. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But in reality, again, it's like an op the change is an opportunity to be like, wait, he loves this girl. I can actually find out more about my yeah. brother by learning about her and appreciating her. You felt that end of reality with me it sounds like you felt it with dog mm -hmm. nash you were like so scared that you weren't gonna love the dog anymore because you didn't have enough room mm -hmm. like love quantity to share it between the dog your husband and a new baby but in reality it's cool that it's not like your heart just grows and that's like a it's a simple way to put it i'm not sure if that's like the 
best way, but it's the, it's the correct. I like it's, it's true. It is. Well, and it's my fear. It's our fear with having another kid someday. I, I can't even comprehend loving another child as much as I love Drew. Like, how do people have five kids and Man, love them all? Whack. Yeah, I freaking love that little girl. I know, but I know people do it, and I know you don't replace that love and you don't split that love. You literally, your heart just grows, which yeah. I don't know how that works, but it does. Who's saying that? Jeremy and Addie Camp, I think, in one of our interviews. Jeremy and Addie, your mom has told me that. Yeah. Because I, I even asked his mom, I was like, Marsha, how did you do this? Like, how you had your first son, Guy and loved him more than anything in the world. And then you had four more. Mm. I was like, do you just split your time? And she said, no, you just, your heart grows that much. To match that, actually, I've never had this thought with my philosophical definition of love, which mm. is willingness to sacrifice. The more, I guess, dependence you have in your life, whether that's pets, kids, why wives <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm kidding no but wow. the, the more the more you're able to sacrifice yeah. you know what i'm saying so like with more kids you have to sacrifice more and you have to be more selfless and when i see you sacrifice more for more kids then i i like appreciate you more yeah. and anyway I, anyway that's an interesting thought wow andrew that's such <laughs> an interesting thought uh let's talk it's about andrew language there let's talk about how your physical changes yeah. as the pregnant mom changed our relationship yeah um everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible i told you guys that i found skims while i was pregnant and now postpartum i found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt especially postpartum with a changing body I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. I feel like for a woman going through pregnancy with a spouse, it's a it's a mental roller coaster. For me, I've talked about this before. I was really nervous being pregnant that it would bring back a lot of insecurities and unhealthy eating habits and eating disorders that I had previously, you know, worked years to get over. Um, because I put so much emphasis on, I thought I had to look a certain way to be loved. I was first of all, that needs a whole podcast. I never said, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I thought in being pregnant, I was going to feel more and more insecure with you in like feeling your love and needing your love and being jealous around other women who weren't pregnant. I was really scared of that because that's kind of how I've lived so many years of my life of just like that insecurity and jealousy. 
I got nervous about that. And yes, it crept in throughout pregnancy. Like the, the farther through pregnancy I got, the more uncomfortable I got, the larger I got. I kept feeling those insecurities a little bit, but I was really lucky to have you who you did a very, very good job throughout my pregnancy of making me still feel beautiful with such a crazy changing body that it kind of kept those monsters at bay, if you if you will. But it is hard because the intimacy side of pregnancy is hard. Like it's kind of the Talk same. Naked time? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of the same. And well, it's it's a way to still feel, you know, connected to your significant other. And it felt normal, you know, for so many months and all of a sudden things start changing and becoming more uncomfortable and difficult. And I'd say the last couple months was really difficult. And it it kind of pulls you apart a little bit. Slow times. In the- <laughs> slow times in the bedroom. Slow going. Uh, I thought you were the cutest little pregnant lady I'd ever seen. Thank you. You were beautiful. Um, what? How? How do you think our relationship changed as I changed through pregnancy? Well, let me just say this: I am so thankful that you had like a, I guess, sense of humor about the whole thing. And it was, you didn't take it too seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't know what goes through the mind of a pregnant woman, but I don't know if it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be this big forever. or I'm going to have to work off the baby weight or whatever it is. But having a sense of humor and like embracing that phase, like mm-hmm. there were sometimes we, we would just laugh at how... <laughs> Large, I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> carrying your child was, and, and I'm not a lot. I don't think that always in sensitive um, situations or with sensitive subjects like your body image, since you've had such a past with that, a uh, sense of humor is always mm-hmm. appropriate because it's not it can probably sometimes worsen the issue. But fortunately, you were able to have that sense of humor enough to make it, I guess, easy for us to talk about, easy mm-hmm. for you to open up about. Because, like, if you were always super sensitive about it mm-hmm. and, like, sad and emotional. It would be difficult. Just, I would never want to talk about it because, like, oh, my gosh, this is such a heavy conversation. You always end up crying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where, anyway, so I'm glad you did that. But I felt from a dad's perspective, or to be dad, that it was it was really cool to see you willingly make the sacrifices of you know you used to work out like an insane person <laughs> and you didn't because not that not that you couldn't physically but mm-hmm. you knew that it might negatively aff- affect mm-hmm. the baby's development or like you know drinking wine which i feel like wasn't that hard of a sacrifice for you cuz you yeah. realized how serious i was but anyway you watching you make these handful of sacrifices or the plethora of sacrifices was like, it just made me proud of you. It made me love you. Mm -hmm. And I know it was hard for you, but I feel like it brought us closer together. Well, and to, to tie that full circle, that goes back to how we were saying 
the day I got pregnant was the day I became a mom and the husband or the, the partner doesn't really become a parent until that baby's there because from the day I got pregnant, I had to make decisions for the well-being of our baby. Mm-hmm. Dietary wise, with exercise, with sleep, with rest, with everything, I had I had to be thinking about Drew. So it that's that's a huge difference and it's hard to connect and to understand that as a partner because you're just you're not going through that. And we said this before, but again, the nine months of pregnancy, ten <laughs> months, whatever you want to call it, uh is such a potential learning opportunity to prepare you for actually having a kid where like the sacrifices you made during pregnancy pale in comparison to the sacrifices you made you make now yeah but it's like it's preparing you Mm -hmm. to like start thinking like that of oh hey like how are we going to schedule our day so that sean's you Mm -hmm. know we can do what sean needs to do as a mom i don't know it's just well i think that's cool it's 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 a helpful process and for a takeaway for spouses um a couple of things that andrew did and he he learned and got better and better with it as we progressed through the pregnancy again it's just like an understanding thing that takes a lot of communication a lot of time things that you did so well that made me feel loved and appreciated and like I had a teammate was you know joining in on birthing classes Mm -hmm. or researching things together or talking through names or going shopping or painting the nursery but even if it feels like, oh, we don't need to be doing this now. Or, oh, we, you know, we don't need to leave this event early because she's tired and she's not far enough along in her prayer. Whatever it is. If you just, if you just support the other person, the one who's pregnant in those things, it just makes you feel loved and like yeah. your teammate. Well, we're going to give recommendations at the end of this for kind of things we learned. But I do feel like generally view yourself as a team and embrace your role. Acknowledge that your roles are different. Embrace your role. Put your best foot forward in your role. And then also acknowledge what the other person's doing in their role as a team. I don't know if you remember this, but we had this little tradition for probably, wow, the last four months of my pregnancy. We did it every single night. I had a weird pregnancy in the sense of most pregnant women, when they become pregnant, they just like their internal body temperature skyrockets and they're just hot all the time. Sounds terrible. I was freezing. Do you remember this? Uh, No. Freezing. I could not get warm. And every night for probably the last four months, because I was achy and just freezing, I would take a a warm bath. And it was... Mm. Not too hot. Don't worry. It was, you know, my pediatrician said it was fine. But I remember. It really was like lukewarm, which is my worst nightmare. But But a sacrifice on your part, Andrew would take a bath with me every single night. Uh, That's, I don't know if that's a sacrifice, but yeah, sure. I'll take it. A lukewarm (laughs) bath every night. Um, But I remember you made me feel so loved and beautiful because for four months, Every time we got in the bath, which you're butt naked, you're really vulnerable there. Um, you would just tell me how beautiful I was mm. until the very last day where I could barely even get in the bathtub. You'd have to help me in and out. You know what? You are beautiful. Baby. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, okay. So we've talked about the emotional side of things. We've talked about the physical side of things financially too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's an you really realize like oh my gosh maybe i should start saving money and maybe Mm -hmm. i shouldn't buy this thing for me whatever shoes Mm -hmm. or a purse or maybe we shouldn't buy this much stuff for a baby yeah (laughs) well no honestly i was fine spending on the baby because it was like you just you your mind shifts yeah like just instinctually to preparing for this little tiny baby so um I felt like it was a big step for us. Like we realized, Hey, we actually uh, don't have a, a will and we don't have mm-hmm. all these different financial structures set in place. Like if something bad happens, freaking health insurance. It's funny how my gosh, yeah. the NFL and health insurance <laughs> that was, so I got cut a month and a half before Drew was born yeah. from the red, the Washington football team. And you were one, <laughs> you were one week shy of oh being covered gosh. by health insurance for the rest of the year. Which NFL, you knew that. You did that on purpose. Yeah. So we had to scramble to get health insurance in time to have Drew. And first of all, if you're in a similar position where you knew nothing about health insurance (laughs) and it seems overwhelming, it is. It's so expensive. But you you figure it out and... And like you just go through these steps. It is a maturing process where it's like, you know, you're 25. You don't think about dying or bad things happening. It's like, oh, wait, maybe I should actually prepare. It's an interesting thing because as a couple, we're like, oh, we're fine. We don't need a will. It's fine. Whatever. It was just never a pressing issue. No. Well, just because you don't selfish, like you don't think about that for, we're just kind of like, are you good? Yeah. Are you good? Yeah, we're fine. But then you talk about a kid and it's like, I need to protect this child at all costs. Mm -hmm. And you both have that mutual thought and you're like, what are we lacking? Yeah. We're lacking health insurance, a will, savings, like anything like that for a baby. And so all of those larger financial conversations quickly come up. With marriage, they start to come up with like, do you share a bank account? Do you share a credit card? Do you like what, it, like all that? But with a baby, it it brings out bigger, more adult issues, which well, is strange. You honestly just start thinking longer term. And like, it's funny. I, my background is like, I, my, I used to have like two shirts in my closet. I, <laughs> I, I had like a hundred dollar a month budget and I prided myself on a simple lifestyle. Um, but that, just changes when you have a kid. And so mm-hmm. that's okay. You it's think like long-term, just like you said. Yeah. Instead of thinking immediate, you th- immediately, you think, okay, what is their life going to look like in five, 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah. So anyway, financially pregnancy and a child can create a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. I would, I feel like what we did was we spent like two months, mm-hmm. honestly preparing our finances, like, budgeting Mm -hmm. that was like a huge conversation we had and slash argument um well and so just prepare and even within the budgeting process we didn't know nobody looks at baby products before you get pregnant or before you have a baby i think it's smart to like we looked at what formula would cost for a year we looked at what childcare costs for a year we looked at what you know all the different options are and we did that early enough that we felt comfortable when the time came to be like okay we're good to hire a babysitter how many times a week and whatever. But you just start forming expectations. And again, it's not going to probably pan out into that exact reality of, of whatever you budget for. But 
I think just starting to think through details like that was really yes. helpful. Yes. And I will say to anyone who is pregnant, who's trying to get pregnant, who's getting ready to have a baby, just the best thing that ever happened to us with like throughout the pregnancy was we just talked through everything. We talked through hypo- hypothetical situations. We talked about what he, Andrew thought and what I thought and how I saw you know, things going and how he saw things going. And we just talked and talked and talked and worked on that communication so that when Drew came, we were on the same page. And for us, it took nine months to kind of figure out what our life was going to look like. And then when Drew came, we kind of had to start over with different, with different topics, but just don't be afraid to talk through it and have conversations, hear each other out because going back to when Andrew was like, Oh, this is too early. And I felt hurt by it take like give the other person the benefit of the doubt like we always talk about and try to hear where they're coming from yeah and i actually just did a quick google search on how to prepare financially for a child so Mm -hmm. if you if you're like walking in the dark like we were we're just going to include that (laughs) starter list that's not the comprehensive but check that out it's in the show notes socially i feel like (laughs) pre-pregnancy you and i prided ourselves on being pretty socially flexible, I mm-hmm. guess. We hosted uh, a ton of people, RIP COVID. Uh, we <laughs> traveled literally once every other week. We would travel the world. We would go to events. We would like, we were super active. We did everything. And we traveled mostly to see friends and we would stay up as late as we wanted <laughs> to or needed to, um, to be with friends. Mm-hmm. But it quickly became apparent that that was unrealistic because you had a new level of fatigue that you hadn't had yes. before, discomfort. And then also I think part of it from your side, I could be wrong, was like you want to rest up for the baby. Mm-hmm. Also, but socially, like without alcohol, to be honest yes. with you, things like that, it's like you just well, are in less social situations. It was that and it was also like... Maybe we needed a set of friends. If that's the case, but go ahead. <laughs> it was that, and it was also mixed with like, I was so hyper aware of the food I was putting into my body that I remember one of our first big frustrations with this and trying to communicate through it and figure it out was we actually went to California, the country music, what's it called? Stagecoach. Stagecoach. Oh my and gosh. I was, I think I was three or four months pregnant. I think I was three months pregnant. It was earlier on. I was like 16 weeks, four months, whatever. Um, no, I think you're like, like, like about, uh, go ahead. I was going to make a joke, but then it wasn't funny. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was when fatigue was really hitting me and I started to feel uncomfortable, not because of like belly pains and stuff, just because it started to like affect my body a your little feet bit. Your got tired, your back yeah. hurt, the whole thing. Um, and I remember... At Stagecoach, you have to walk a couple miles just to get onto property, and it's, it's a dope just event, like by the way. You greasy go. food and alcohol everywhere. And we usually love it, and we spend every waking second there. But I remember it was the first time where I had walked all the way out, you know, a few miles and back a couple times that day. And we usually like a champ. We usually like close it down. We don't leave until all the concerts are done, until it's like twelve o'clock, one o'clock a.m. Well, it hit like 9 p.m., 8 p.m., and I was like, babe, I am so, so tired. Oh, that was the one time you got hot, too, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, and I was very hot. Yeah. But 
I was just exhausted, exhausted. And I was like, I really want to go back and go to sleep. And you're like, babe, this isn't our usual thing. Like, and it, it, I, this is going to sound insensitive on your part, but it wasn't insensitive at the time. It was like, you don't have a big belly. You're not, you know, it's not like you're getting ready to give birth. It's early on. Yeah. Like there's nothing to complain about, which I was offended at at the time. But looking back, it's so hard to understand because you don't feel that physical change. But that was a big frustration for us because it was the first time I was frustrated at the restraint um, of just like physical activity. And usually I'm good at pushing through, but I knew it, that was the first time I was like, this isn't something to push through. Yeah, I do feel that's a good point because I feel like there that was kind of our acclimating social event where yeah. it was like we had been there before mm -hmm. in that context. And so I had expectations of what it was going to look like. Um, and so, you know, when it was getting later and the, the headline shows mm -hmm. were playing, I was like, we're going to stick around and have fun. And, and I you were like, up for it. I so then, need to go to bed. <laughs> and that, that caused some, yeah, some conflict, but moving forward then too, I feel like we were both hesitant to do social things because yeah. we knew like we were just, you're on different wavelengths. Like one of you is more, sorry, like the not pregnant one is usually more up for staying up late yeah. and, and doing things. But we but worked, we, we worked really hard after that to talk through and plan through our events. So we still, we never limited ourselves to going to events. We just got really good at saying, okay, instead of going noon to midnight, we're going to go from 9am to 12. We're going to come back and we're going to like veg until 5pm. We're going to eat. We're going to nap. We're going to like sit and watch Netflix and then we'll go out at night just to kind of like, yeah, which we compromised on that. That ended up causing some conflict as well because you coming up with a rough draft schedule yeah. was like set in stone for you when I kind of am more like a caught up in the moment. Like, oh, wait, yeah, we just got invited to this thing and let's actually <laughs> And do I that. was like, and babe, no. Yeah, that wasn't part of the plan. So, again, be, be aware that that type of conflict is normal and you're just going to have to adjust and communicate through it. But I will say, though... We were very active. We we traveled. We did everything. I remember it was the week I was supposed, I was due. We went to a concert downtown. And I remember sitting next to like friends and friends of friends and whatever. And they're like, oh, when are you due? And I was like, oh, in three days. But that, like, was, what? that was different though. Cause it was a home stretch and we were like, all right, we're going to go out with a bang. Right. Babe, it, that was not the full nine months. I don't think you're, um, I think you're a little delusional. Okay. We were very active. Until you broke your toe. A whole nother story. Last um, week of pregnancy. So this last way our relationship changed, I feel like kind of falls under the broader category of just conversation, tough conversations that you start having that you hadn't before. And so like this category was family boundaries or like roles kind mm -hmm. of. And so I forget what our first kind of like family role conversation was. Uh, but you start thinking about, Hey, so how are these little details mm -hmm. of life going to pan out? Like, um, I usually work out at seven, but now we're going to have a baby. Like, you know, like just like mm -hmm. little things like that. How is work going to happen? And et cetera. Uh, and fortunately I feel like you were really willing to make sacrifices and 
Why are you, why are you smiling at me? I'm just thinking I'm gonna, about. I'm going to stop talking. No, I, it is. I, <laughs> I have like conflicting thoughts in my head. I think we did a really, really good job at talking through every situation. We talked through what, who's going to get up late at night and whatever. And who's going to clean the dishes and who's like, we tried to prepare so much. Mm. We talked through everything. Yeah. Which is great because it just makes you aware that there's a lot of things to talk about. But I was laughing and smirking because we did all this work. We talked through it. We wrote it out. We contacted people. We were like, we tried to be as prepared as possible and we still weren't. And everything was still a blur and we still had to work our way through things and we still had to start over once Drew got here and rethink our whole plan. But I think because we had these thoughts because we worked through it because we talked through things while we were pregnant and we weren't just like, Oh, we'll just figure it out when the day comes. It prepared us to talk through it and work through it and communicate through it. Once Drew was here. Yeah. So there's still plenty of figuring it out mm-hmm. when the baby comes, but it's good <laughs> yeah. to kind of start understanding what game you're playing. And mm-hmm. so like, I guess to make an analogy, like, all right, you're about to have a baby. Let's figure out what the, rules are and should I not mm-hmm. continue this analogy but like you, you just start familiarizing yourself yes. with these different this new different way of life but anyway let's start so all that to say yeah some of the things that we would recommend when you're pregnant is one schedule and romance I'm super glad we did this we did this probably when you were six months pregnant Thursday night date night we've continued that oh, since we never scheduled romance. I was, but Thursday night, date night though. Can we, what are you doing? I thought you were <laughs> saying like we scheduled sex. No, we didn't. No, no. that's very unromantic. Thursday right? night, date night. Yes, we did Thursday night, date night from six months on. I mean, all the way up until the week we gave birth, including the week we came home. We did date night and we still do it. And every we, Thursday. we did that more with the realization of when we have a kid, that's going to be harder. So let's just start the tradition now. Yeah. So I would recommend that to schedule in time to be a couple. Yes. Yeah. I would say to um, be as spontaneous as you can. I'm really glad that like we ended up taking that California trip last minute and made we honestly our baby moon was kind of last minute mm-hmm. um little things like that was i we were able to form memories because we broke the pattern of what our yeah. normal everyday life think, during pregnancy looked well, like well i think just realizing that having a baby being pregnant there is it's not a confinement you're not you know not allowed to socialize you're not not allowed to travel and have a life mm-hmm. you should The more you have fun, the more you love your spouse and take time for each other, the better parent you are. And I believe that in pregnancy and after pregnancy. So don't, don't think, you know, because you're a parent, you have to give all this up. You don't. It, I mean, it, it helps. Yeah. On the note of traveling, I would recommend, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I would recommend taking a baby moon. I feel like when I first heard the term baby moon, I was like, get the frick out of here. This is a joke. But um, it was in some ways like the last 
marital trip we mm-hmm. had. And even though it was like you were pregnant and uncomfortable and we did less than we usually would on a trip, it was very special. It so. is. And that doesn't mean you have to fly to Portugal. You right. like take a staycation to a hotel next door or wherever, just setting aside time to just be husband and wife. Don't talk about like baby and pregnancy or whatever. Just, just enjoy each other. Yeah. Which you keep prefacing what my next point is. It's great. The last recommendation I would have is it's going to be so easy to focus on just baby related Mm -hmm. things. Like what, what I don't need to do, what, like how excited you are, which is all really good things to be thinking about, but make sure that you don't have the baby related conversation overwhelm like the personal connection and like, Hey, how was your day? And you know, what are you enjoying doing? Things like that. And to bring that full circle, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. The best way I felt supported through my pregnancy was when you showed love to me, which played into my whole fear of I thought I was going to lose my husband Mm. to our child. And I think, just like Andrew was saying, if you can make each other a priority, what we said the day Drew was born, if we can constantly continue all through pregnancy and since having Drew make each other our number one and drew our joint number one, then it works for everyone. Let me rephrase that. So Sean is my number one. Mm-hmm. Drew is Sean and I's number one. Yes. It's our number one. Um, I would say it's probably more of a tendency for a female to like, just be all about the baby in conversation and, and what, where her mind thinks. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage this is a note for our second pregnancy. Uh, talk about more than that, just that. And don't Absolutely. just like say, Hey, did you buy the, did you buy the, you know, the, yep. the crib yet or whatever? Like just talk about like a human being. And I would encourage the partner to, who's usually not going to be all about the baby. They're going to be more about life and living life as best they can before baby comes to be more about the baby that compromise yeah a little compromise. so every once in a while ask about what's an exciting product you're thinking about or what names are you thinking about or whatever yeah um and to the dads out there i read a book called dude you're gonna be a dad which is like the most it's like a cliche or well-known uh baby book for dads to read during pregnancy here's a quick summary and i'll link the book too but the first tip is prepare for fatherhood by getting informed about what the next nine months of pregnancy are going to look like it was really helpful for me to like understand like, Hey, you know, first trimester, I had no idea what that meant before you were pregnant. You're probably going to feel sick. You're going to be whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of gives you a heads up mm-hmm. or yeah, encourages you to have a heads up about what's coming. Um, the second point is use the second trimester to prepare for the challenging stages ahead. Yeah. That's the third trimester, which is a really hard one. And then pregnant, like the actual birth, Third tip is get to know the birthing process itself as the due date draws near. The mom is typically freaked out about the whole thing if it's the first time around. And so you being able to understand what she's talking about and what she's scared about is really helpful. Uh, Fourth is. um, How many are there? Well, there's like. We're just going through the whole book right now. There's five. 
I just didn't know. Jeez. Sean, <laughs> is this okay? I don't know if we're going uh, chapter by chapter no, no, no. here. I'm just get, doing the key ideas mm-hmm. that we've written down. So the fourth is um, make sure that you're supporting your partner in the final weeks. And that's just, you know, in whatever way possible. I bought you the side sleeping pillows. We bought those little like knockoff uh, compression boots, the whole thing. And then the last one is communication, planning, um, and that general supportiveness is going to be crucial as you transition to the next phase. So communication, I feel like, is always important. Be honest. Speak with truth, love, and grace. We actually just read that in a book today. Um, So that's our spiel on how our relationship changed during pregnancy. I hope in whatever way that informed you, (laughs) um, maybe encouraged you, ideally, if you are pregnant. Um, But it was a special time. I don't know if I'm looking forward to doing it all again, but no, like it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) I guess I'd have the easier the easier side of things though, don't I? Yeah. Which makes me think you should be really excited for it. Yeah. I feel like we should end this podcast right yeah. now. You just dig in a uh, grave. <laughs> thank you for listening. Hope you're having a great day. If you haven't yet, uh, please subscribe to the show, give it a rating and we'll see you next week on couple things. Woo-woo. Peace. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.